top, top of the morning to you. Hello. You know, I was awakened this morning and the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me and said, Give us this day our daily bread. How many of you are familiar with that scripture, that phrase, that business title? I mean, that phrase has been utilized in so many ways. You can there there are there are books, there are calendars, there are organizations, there are little notepads with give us this day our daily bread or some of them just have our daily bread so this morning when the spirit of the lord awakened me and immediately said give us this day our daily bread i said okay god he said that's the message for today so hello again this is your girl you know fabulous freedom always your host did bring you the most on wdgs on your podcast station. And I tell you today, 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 when you think about bread, what do you think about? Well, you know, most of us, we think about food. Hello. When you mention the word bread, immediately food generally resonate in your spirit. And you got to think about this now. When Jesus was teaching the disciples, he included that scripture in teaching them what to say when they pray. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. What to say when they pray. And isn't it ironic, he said, to ask God to give us this day. This day. That means in the moment. Our daily bread. And now when we look at the meaning of bread, the contents of bread, what is bread? Bread is from a grain, a flour, and or meal. Now when you look it up, it's going to say flour or meal, but I'm going to say and or. And the reason I say that is because I remember way back in the days, me and my best friend, when I would go to her house, Her mother would make cornbread, but she would include flour with the meal. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. Sometimes when you make bread, you can use several ingredients in the combination. And when we ask God to give us this day our daily bread, it can be a combination of things we need, we want, and we request for God to give us. And you ever notice when Jesus was teaching them, he made sure that they make this request every day. Every day, are you asking God to give you in this day your daily bread? Are you making your request known? See, let me tell you what I believe. And this is my belief. When we look at this major food and what it means for us to even intake of the daily bread, when we ask God to give us this day our daily bread then we gotta first remember where did this even come from see it's always good to get to the originator of the origin of what it is that you're trying to absorb 
So when the disciples said, well, Jesus, you know, as our teacher, we want you to teach us how to pray like John the Baptist taught his disciples how to pray. And y'all understand that discipleship only means that you are a humble person that's willing to follow your leader. That's why I, 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 I say this. And I hope people get this and grip. It is so important to understand those that have rule over you. That's a scripture as well. Everybody shouldn't be able to lead you unless they're able to lead you in the path of righteousness. If you being led, listen to me, and I hope you get this and grab this. If you being led and listening to people whose lives are already messed up, jacked up, and tore up from the flow up, I'm just saying, that's not a good person to lead you and teach you and guide you. You must examine the ways of people. What are they teaching you when they call themselves leading you? Are they teaching you to, to get in your feelings and fall out with folks? I'm just saying, hello. If that's what they, they are in your life. You know, sometimes people connect with people to be a sounding board. And they'll take their problems to them. Because they feel that they hear them. You know, most of the time when people talk and tell problems, they just want somebody to hear them. They, they most of the time, whatever decision they need to make, they mind is pretty much made up in my opinion. That's my opinion. And, and, and I have a free will choice to stick to it. I'm just saying. But it, it helps when you have somebody to collaborate with you in what you, you're releasing. And then it, it, it helps even more if they will agree with what you decide or what you feel or what you think it is that you really want to do. I believe that most times when a person comes to somebody, they already have a concept of really what they want. That's what I want to say. What they want. If they want to do something or if they don't want to do something. And if they sitting on the teeter-totter. Y'all know what a teeter-totter. Where you can balance it or you can be up too high or down low. If they're sitting on the teeter-totter. And they up too high or down too low. And they need to balance that decision. Then the other person may tip the teeter-totter to help put them in that balance. But generally, that's because they can take whatever they decide to do either or. It, it won't make or break them. So, you know, we'll give people so much credit for making choices when actually we made the choice. The person just helped position us to make it without having to keep dwelling on it and thinking on it. And this is why, again, I want to say it's important who get in your ear. It's important who tell you things and try to teach you things. Because I'm telling you, if you listen to the wrong people, it will take your life in a wrong direction. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. If you listen to the wrong people, it will take your life in in a wrong direction and you will find yourself in situation and circumstances where instead of your life being a blessing listen to me you gotta grab this your life will become a curse you know oftentimes people try to run away from that 
But it is also defined in Deuteronomy chapter 28. It talks about being blessed and being cursed. And most of the time, 90, I'm going to say 99% of the time, you know, that that's when you get your real DNA to validate, okay, are you legit uh, of being a parent as this child? That's your parent. Well, 99% of the time, if you a legit child of God from your DNA, you must embrace the fact that there are blessings and there are curses. And God said he places them before us every day. And he gives us a free will choice to choose. That's why you got to be careful who you choose to listen to. Because if you listen to somebody who teaching you and leading you in the path of destruction. Oh, God help me today. Then that person going to lead you how to put a curse over your own life. Hello. If you're listening to somebody who leading you in the path of righteousness for God's namesake, then that person's going to be an influence for you to receive blessings. But the thing is, the choice is going to be yours when all of us stand before God. He's not going to judge us for the choices that somebody told us. He's going to judge us for the choices that we made in listening to the people that we chose to listen to. Or I hope somebody grabbed this. So when you ask God to give you this day, your daily bread, you need to have a list compiled of what it is that you have expectations to do. But more importantly, you are also making a proclamation and confession to say, listen, God, I trust you. I humble myself before you to guide my life, to order my steps, to acknowledge you in all my ways when you ask God to give you this day. You're asking him because you're acknowledging him. Your daily bread, that means to supply all the ingredients to the needs that you have to make this life of yours solid, to rise. That's what bread do. Bread rises. And sometimes it got to ferment, depending upon what kind of bread you're making. Sometimes it needs kneading. You got to push the dough and knead it, depending upon what kind of bread you're making. See, if you're making a loaf of bread, oh God, help me today. Then that loaf of bread is going to require more ingredients. It's going to require more time. It's going to require more preparation in order to make that bread. And you can make it every day. And then there's other breads that may not require that much. Take, for example, I like to make what they call whole cake bread. And for years, I tried to figure out why they call it whole cake bread. So I get up in age and I happen to be talking with someone and I asked them the question. And they said because they literally used to put the bread on a hole that you dig in the ground with and hold it over the fire and let it cook. I said, oh, really? (laughs) Back in the days. But see, I know when I make that kind of cornbread, some people may call it pancake cornbread because that's what it looks like. But listen to me. It only takes actually to make that bread. It only takes two ingredients and that's the meal and some water. 
Some people make it with hot water. Some people call it hot water cornbread. But I, I promise you, and then sometimes, now with me, I make mine with three ingredients. I always add an egg. But I, I never just make it with the meal and the water, but, but you can. But I always add an egg. Now listen to me. If three ingredients, the meal, the egg, and the water can make a meal. Because if you hungry and you don't have anything else to eat, you can just eat that bread. But then you got a scripture that says we can't just live by bread alone. No matter what ingredients you need to make that bread, you can't just live by bread alone. I want to share with you, uh, it was another scripture concerning bread. Now, I know the one in Matthew chapter 6, that's the one that says, give us this day our daily bread. But there was also one, if I'm not mistaken, and then I want to say while I'm thinking about it, that is considered the Lord's Prayer. If you ever heard the Lord's Prayer, that's considered what people call the Lord's Prayer. It's in Matthew chapter 6, starting around verse 11. But this is the thing. When I talk about a daily bread, and I look at what is bread, and I explain to you that it's a product made of flour and or meal, but you got to add some to make it moist. You can never make bread without either milk or water. You got to add a liquid to it. You got to moisten it, even if you don't need it. But the thing is, you must understand what bread represents. What does bread represent? Bread represents being baked being prepared you can never take that flour or that meal and make it into bread without going through preparation you can't just throw the flour in the skillet or in the oven that don't make bread you can't just throw the meal loosely in a skillet or in the oven that don't make bread You must add some ingredients. So when Jesus said to his disciples to ask God, give us this day our daily bread. That means you want all the ingredients that it's going to take for you. Now today you may just want to be some hot water cornbread. Tomorrow you may want to cook the cornbread where you put all the other ingredients and bake it in the oven. But whatever your daily bread, whatever the ingredients that you need, this is what you do each day. Jesus taught them to do this daily. There should never be a day that passed by in your life that you do not ask God to give you your daily bread. Listen to me. Did you get that? Every day. You should pray that prayer and ask God to give you your daily bread. Even John in his teaching, he said, eat of this bread and you shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life 
of the world. So when Jesus taught them, listen, he even compared his own self to bread. Because he know that with bread, you got several ingredients that you are using to help you become full. When people can eat bread and become full. Now, even though man cannot live by bread alone. But they also live by the words that come out of the mouth of Christ concerning the bread. You got to grab this. Because bread is just that essential. I remember back in the old school days when men, women used to fix men plate. If bread wasn't on that plate, it was like the meal wasn't even complete. The meal had to consist with some bread on there. It didn't matter if it was a slice of bread or cornbread. But it had to be some uh, dinner rolls. It had to be some type of bread on that plate for a man to consider it a meal, a proper meal to sit down and eat. What am I saying? Well, when the Spirit of the Lord said to me this morning, give us this day our daily bread. I said, okay, God, you're giving me a message for today. You're giving me a word for today. To give to the people. What is it that I need to get them to understand? He said to let them know every day. If they want me to change things in their lives. They need to ask me. They need to humble themselves. And ask me to give them this day our daily bread. They need to humble themselves to know and remind that the reason they're asking me because they're not in control. I'm in control. So when they want what they need to survive throughout the day, they need to make their request known unto me. And I am that bread. I am that bread of life. This is what Jesus was saying because he is the advocate to the father. And so he says to them, even in the communion, he says to them about, take this bread, eat. This is my flesh. And take this blood, drink. This is the blood. I mean, take, you know, they take the the blood that represents the body. So you're looking at the flesh as the body and, and, and drinking the blood because of Christ. And so when you look at communion even, you, you know, and I have a little communion kit. Um, it's going to tell you that. He took the bread. This is Christ. Now he's taught them to pray and include give us this day our daily bread. Now he's teaching them how to commune with him. I hope somebody grabbed that. He said to take the bread and give thanks. Break it. Then he said, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. And that's when you drink the blood. So bread It's significant when you look at it from a spiritual perspective as well as a natural perspective. But one thing about it, it must be included 
in your everyday life. Every day. You should not allow a day to pass without asking God to give you this day your daily breads. Make your request. Now, what are your ingredients for your bread? What are your ingredients for your bread? And even communion. Sometimes I do communion. I just recently finished setting up me a a motivational table. And I think I'm going to launch it and put it either on YouTube or Facebook. But it's a motivational table. And on that motivational table, I have a little small compact communion kit. And it comes with the little communion little cups. The little It's shaped like a little glass. And then it has the container for the, the, the bread. And then it has another vial, a little glass bottle for... Uh, the beverage or the wine you want to put in it to represent the blood. But sometimes when I take personal and private communion, let me tell you something. It's an empowering act. Because this is where you come to the realization of the power of the bread and the blood. Oh, I hope somebody got this. The power of the bread and the blood. The representation of it. The bread represents the flesh and the body. And when you break it and before you eat it, you give thanks. And that's even with your grace and your meal, whatever you put in your mouth, give thanks. But when you sit down and you think about the representation of breaking that bread is the body that was broken so that you can have a better life. That you can have the life that you make provisions through your conduct and your character to consider yourself as blessed or cursed. Hello? I hope somebody grabbed that. I said the conduct in your character that generates the blessings or the curses on your pathway. That's your choice. And this is why it's so important to understand your conduct and your character. Everything that you do, however you act, however you yield, however you will for things to come in your life, it all is determined by your actions of daily bread. What are you doing? To make sure that when you make your request known, you keep yourself free and clear of saying the wrong thing, doing the wrong thing, thinking the wrong thing. Because however you think, that's how you will be. Whatever you speak, that's how you're going to be justified. I'm just saying. Whatever you do. In deeds, that's how you're going to be judged. Not just by God, but also by people. Hello? And that's why it always used to behoove me when people think you shouldn't say something when they act up and act out. But wait a minute. That's what happens. The Bible even says it. It says judge not unless you don't want to be judged. 
But everybody who's ever made a judgment against anybody, trust me, somebody judging you. That's why I don't fall out with folk. I know folk judge me. But guess what? I judge people too. But because the same measure. See, the Bible didn't say never judge. It said unless you wanna don't wanna be judged, don't judge. So for everybody you sit down with your mouth and judge, guess what? Somebody gonna judge you. That's how it go. It's called reaping what you sow. Hello. Now, I only knew one person in my whole life, my whole entire life, that I never heard say an unkind word or judge anybody, right or wrong. They just didn't say they had their three famous quotes. Well, sir, you don't say and show enough. And that was my grandmother. I kid you not. I tried my best to catch her to say, aha, uh-huh. I knew you could live without saying anything wrong. Because my grandmother used to say to us, don't judge people. But see, she didn't tell us the other part. That that you, because if, if you judge, you are going to be judged. So I guess she just taught us the short version. Just don't judge. But see, I grew up and I did judge. I wasn't my grandmother. Hello. So I made comments. I made statements that were judgmental. And I hadn't met another person on two feet who hasn't. Hello. And, and, and so when I listen to people, but then in my studying, then I got more to understand. Guess what? The Bible says it's okay to judge. But listen to me. You got to grab this. It's nothing wrong with judging. It's not a sin to judge. This the part my grandma didn't teach me either. But they say you must judge if you're doing right what is being done wrong. So the righteous can judge wrong. You can judge wrong behavior. You can judge wrong conduct. You can judge wrong character if you're doing what's right. I hope somebody grabbed that now. You don't operate in doing that if you're doing the same thing. You don't talk about the wrong somebody doing when you're doing the same wrong. Hello? That's the hypocrisy. But if you know you're walking up right, if you're telling somebody, listen, baby, it's a sin to lay up and stay up and play up with that man or that woman and you're not married, according to the Bible. According to the Bible, if you are a believer, this is the part you got to get. See, people, this is why so many people are being taunted by the devil. Because they don't know whose side they on. And so what the devil does, he comes to steal, kill, destroy, and distract you. And as long as he can do that, listen to me, he will make sure that them curses stay over your life. That you make these choices. Because remember, curses come from choices. Oh, I hope people grab that. Curses come from choices. See, when Christ came on the scene, this is what he said. He said, I came that you can have life and you can have it more abundantly. Now, all you got to do is, you know, I have some prerequisites. First, you got to understand to, to first accept me as your Lord and Savior. You got to first believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and then you're going to be saved. 
Then the next thing you got to learn how to do is love God and love your neighbor and love yourself. Okay, and this is the biggest commandment that you can fulfill. And when you get to doing that, then there are some things that's going to help you do that. And those things that's going to help you do that, then that's what the rest of the Bible centers around. And it teaches you in the New Testament. It teaches you how to walk and operate in the fruits of the Spirit. It teaches you how... To, to know which things are works of the flesh and to stay away from. Because these are the things that's going to cause you not to inherit the kingdom of God. That's in Galatians chapter 5. So you must make all these decisions on how your life is patterned by your what you do. And that's back to whatever you do. You must start out with asking God to give you this day your daily bread. What are your ingredients that you want from God? What are your ingredients? Do you just want some 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 pancake bread? Or do you want some gourmet bread? I mean, your life is re- really, people don't grab this, but believe me, your life is given the breath of life by God. And this is why you need to thank God every day. He gives you the breath of life. And then the second thing you need to thank him for, he gives you a free will choice to choose what you want to do in this day. But then he also gives you a grace and a mercy to say, if you humble yourself and you come to me and you and you consult me. See, when you say, give me this day, you're talking to God, your daily bread. That means you consulting with him. You should never wake up in a day and never consult with God and claim to be a believer. I'm just saying, hello. So when you look at this day, your daily bread, ask God and let your request be made known. What daily bread do you want? What ingredients do you want in your bread today? Don't just say your daily bread without asking God what kind of bread that you want to have. Now, I know when Jesus was teaching the disciples to give us this day, our daily bread. Listen, he went on and told them. He said, and ask God to forgive you your debts as you forgive your debtors. See, Christ went on and taught them. And you can just stick with that prayer. Because one thing about it, make no mistake. No matter whether we say the whole ingredients or not, God already know what we need. Hello? Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. So even if you just ask God to give you this day your daily bread, he already know what you stand in need of. Now, some people, they want to make an extension and make their request known. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I just ask for him to give me my daily bread because I know he already know. It just depends on what, what, you know, where I'm at in my head space. And sometimes I sit still and I call out the ingredients for my daily bread. But either way it go, God already know. That's the key to it. Either way it go, God already know. But the more important of all of it is that. You make your request known unto God. Amen. Amen. And on that note, do it daily. May the blessings from heaven flow in your life. Meet all your needs, even the things your heart desires. And may you continue to prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prosper. And until the next podcast, God bless and bye for now.